Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Espear. Hello. So I am live from Geneva, Switzerland today, which is such a plot twist because normally I record from LA. <laughs> and so this is like a very international episode. Okay. This makes me feel so 2K19. I have Paige DeSorbo from Summer House. I have been chasing, stalking her <laughs> to have her on the show. I, I'm surprised I don't have a restraining order at this point. <laughs> no, it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm the worst at responding. Yeah, but so you know, I'm I glad we got to do this. I don't blame you because I hear that now, apparently you're one of the most like up and coming sought after Bravo talent. So I was like, oh, this girl will never have time for me. And you made the time. So I'm very, very grateful. I'm very impressed. I don't think that's true, but thank you so much. No, no, no. I promise you I've read something about this when I was doing my research and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I feel like this is validation at its finest that you're coming on the show. Thank you probably paid them to say that about me but thank you anyway summer house you're, you're 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 shooting now at the minute i don't even know if i can disclose that we're shooting um if we were shooting this summer um it would be happening now yes it would be happening now okay yeah maybe i shouldn't have said anything um we, <laughs> we have, we i'm have just not sure Bravo like put out a press release or like what's going on but if we were to be having another season of Summer House it would be shooting right now and I would be in it oh how so, yeah trained of you I'm, I love it <laughs> yeah. actually I fucking hate you to train people but that's fine <laughs> like this is the thing on this show I try to get people to forget that they're media trained so this is the beginning yeah. of the episode so you're being really good about it but we'll see how that goes <laughs> Before we get into the episode, and I think you'd be the perfect person for this, I always ask every single one of my guests to share a lifestyle tip, like maybe an app, an, app, an item, a fashion item, something that has really been your go-to like the last couple of weeks. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Ooh, the last couple of weeks. Um, okay, so I actually started using this new skincare. This is like not an ad, not paid. I've actually never posted it on my Instagram. Oh, but um, in the last couple of weeks, I've been using this like, I think it's French. It's called Biologique. Oh, wow. You so said like, it, you said because I'm French, Biologique. That's the right way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just like came across, I know it's been around forever, but I just came across it and I started using this toner called P50 that I guess like everyone's been like running home to use and not telling me about it 
Um, so that would be my like skincare go to the past couple of weeks that I've been using. I am obsessed with it. P50. Um, okay, I love a skincare tip. P50 yeah. is actually amazing. I think the first person yeah. who mentioned it back in the day was Caroline Hirons, and she's like a huge skincare guru. And like, I think yeah. when blogging just started to become a thing, everyone was like raving about P50. It's like one of the most yeah. products. I started going to like a facialist in New York who will like only use that line of products and it like has changed my entire complexion. It's crazy. Oh, you have amazing cool. skin and I can tell that it's all natural. You. Like you haven't, you know, gone to the, the med spa yet. Do you believe that the people who walk around with a brand new shiny iPhone without a phone case or a pop socket are serial killers? I truly believe so because I think that the most important device that we use all the time needs to be accessorized accordingly, okay? So, you know I created these super cute glittery You Can't Sit With Me pop sockets and I'm going to tell you how you can win yours. They're not for sale yet. So, all you have to do is leave me a review on the Apple Podcasts app and then take a screenshot of that review and then send it to me on Instagram via DM. My Instagram is at Deanna Espear. Or you can also send me a comment on my latest Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of this episode with Paige was and then hashtag you can't sit with me. I will select a few winners. We are almost running out of all the pop sockets. They look so cute. A lot of people have been receiving them and told me that they love them. If you are one of the lucky bitches to receive a free pop socket, be nice about it. Take a photo, upload it to Insta stories. Let me see how you are styling your phone. And yeah, let's get back to the interview with Paige. Um, yeah, no, I have not done that yeah so it's <laughs> I, all like p50 they're like collagen i use all their like masks their face wash i use it all so speaking about tip. med spas do you think that you know maybe down the line if you're still you know on camera you might you know do mm -hmm. a little trip down there or are you like completely against it for forever oh my god i'm not against it at all right now i don't think about it that much because like i am only 26 years old but i think that in time, I definitely will probably get, you know, some Botox or something, but I haven't thought about, like, I have no idea when I'll start doing that. I, I think probably after I have like children or something, like when I'm in my thirties, I might get a little poke here and there. I really appreciate so, you just, you know, admitting that you might pop by because yeah, you know what? Um, because if I did, I would, and I went to a good person and I would want to tell everyone who I went to and like... <laughs> Yeah, it's very influencer yeah. vibes of you. I love that because, you know, I fucking hate these influencers. Well, I'm not saying you're an influencer. You're obviously more than that. But, you know, public you. personas who are, you know, look amazing, don't want to share the secrets. Like the whole point of, you know, having a platform is to actually share the secrets. That's why I do to Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I have never been against plastic surgery at all. Like I feel like if there's something you really dislike or want to change and it'll make you feel better like why not do it you know I haven't felt that way yet but I know that I definitely I'm sure I will definitely get Botox in my life oh the same and do you feel like if you found out that you know a guy that you met had plastic surgery you would look at him differently or be like that's not what he actually looks like in real or would you be like oh that's cool like I think I'd be like very indifferent about it because I've had like multiple friends that like it really makes certain people insecure like if they want like a nose job or they want their lips done and then after they do it like they feel so much better 
I think that that's the whole, the whole point is to feel the best about yourself. So if I was dating a guy and he like disclosed, Oh, like, by the way, I got like a nose job last year. I'd be like, cool. Like, does that, if that makes you feel good, that makes me feel good. Like, so I don't, I don't really care about that. I feel exactly the same way by that. I'm awful plastic surgery and Botox and everything. Yeah. Let's go into some of the summer house things. I have so many questions. Okay. Um, I've seen some stuff on your Instagram that I really want to talk yes. about. And you're probably going to give me that I can't tell you about it. But you know what? <laughs> I'll take what I can get at this point because I'm really, okay. really curious. The pantry, I know you get asked about it so much. I need to be explained why. Like, I think it's cute. I think it's, you know, it's an, it's an original concept and I, and yeah. I, you know, I support it, but I just want to understand the, the thought process behind it. So the pantry was, okay. So first of all, I am the type of person, I totally understand that I am on a reality show and people want to see like every aspect of my life. I am a very private person when it comes to like sexually active. And I think that Carl knew that about me and that I would feel awkward, you know, making out with him in the middle of the kitchen with like cameras around and all of that stuff. So when he had first was in the pantry, I think he knew like it was probably the way to make me feel most comfortable. Right. Um, we were all also always in the pantry because like that's where all of our snacks were and like our water. So like, that's where everything is. So we would be in and out of there anyway. Um, so when he went in to like grab a water or something, I think he knew that if he was like, hey, Paige, come here, it would most likely happen that like the first time we made out would right. be in the pantry where like no one could see us. Right. And to be honest with you, like the reason why I asked about this is because I really felt like I could relate to you most um, out of all the yeah. cast members because I'm from like a Jewish background. For example, I mean, I'm very explicit on the podcast, but my dad does not listen to my podcast and the times that he has yeah. listened, he wanted to shoot himself. But um, <laughs> is it is it does it come from like because you said you're Italian, you have a more traditional family. Yeah. Like, is, is it more because of that? Do you feel pressure because of your family traditions? Absolutely. I was raised very conservatively. Like, you know, sex was never talked about in my family other than like, don't do it. So like growing up in high school, um, you know, my mom like had that talk with me, but it was kind of more like, you know, these are the repercussions, like if you do this. And so we were just like never open when it came to that stuff. Like I would never be flirty in front of my dad with a boyfriend or like even like hold their hand like even now at 26 I would never like be all over my boyfriend with my dad around yeah. so I knew he was going to be watching the show and my I have an older brother so I just never wanted to make them feel awkward like oh there's Paige like making out with someone on national television <laughs> um I went to an all-girls catholic school I my curfew all through high school was 12 o'clock. And so it was just kind of more about having like a good reputation and, you know, respecting yourself. And I think that I was the type of person that like needed boundaries growing up because, you know, I could get a little crazy. And if I didn't have my mom saying like, you come home at 12 and like, you don't drink and you don't do this and you don't do that. Like I could have like totally gone off the rails. So I'm like, 
as I get older, I'm way more thankful for how my parents raised me than I was at the time. Like, obviously, I wanted to go out and sleep out at parties like all my friends were doing, but I just was never allowed to and I never really knew why. But now I definitely I know why. And it's just about having like a reputation that like the private stuff stays private. Why is it so important to you to maintain your reputation? And by the way, uh, this is me completely not judging because I was the bitch with a curfew. I never was allowed to do sleepovers. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for it today, just like you said. But at the same time now, I'm 30 and I'll go out and I'm like, I'm going to fuck shit up. And I'm the drunkest of them all. But yeah. that's what I'm yeah. So, you know, it's just like you. I could have really gone off the rails as well. Yeah. I mean, now, like when I moved to New York and like lived alone, I like would go out and stay out all hours of the night and definitely like had my fun. But I feel like when you're younger, there's just more room for like error. And like, there's more room to like get associated with the wrong people and maybe being like peer pressured into things I would have never naturally done. But because people you know, like pressure you into it, you totally could as a kid. So that's why I was raised with like such boundaries. Yeah. So that like when I did turn like 23 and was on my own, I like knew right from wrong. Do you know the funny thing about me is that when I moved away from home, I moved away quite early until I was about, yeah, 23, I would come home on, you know, holidays or whatever. And I'd still have a curfew when I came back. And I was like, mom, yeah. you do realize that I'm out all hours of the night when I'm in London, when I'm in LA. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, like my mom made me a bitter teenager for a very long time. And then now now, like when I, I go home, I'm just like respectful of their rule. Like, yes, they know that I'm, I stay out to like 4am and like drink all night long and like do whatever. But it's kind of like when I'm in their house, like I'm respectful of like the same rules they've always had for me. Love that. And so I want to make this kind of short, but it has to be addressed because mm-hmm. whatever, it's a podcast. <sighs> Carl. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start here because, you know, I don't want to make this awkward and I literally do not give a fuck anymore. Um, had him on the podcast. Um, loved yeah. him on the podcast. He's very charismatic. Yeah. He's very fun. He's very charming. He's yeah. very cool. Like, we'll answer any question. We had probably one of my top podcast episodes to, to this day, if I'm honest. Oh, wow. um, met him at Sheena's birthday party. A little underwhelmed. I will say, mm-hmm. not that I'm trying to make you bitch about him, but I also, you know, I, crit- I, I critique the shows on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I met him was right in the middle of like watching the season. I was watching Summer House. I really understood why you did so well in that season because when I met him and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy thinks he's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, what would happen if someone said no? to him I think everyone kind of wanted to know so I think you were just kind of the perfect cast member to add to the mix because I don't think Carl's ever been told no (laughs) Carl is first of all before I even get into it Carl is one of my best friends now yeah but before like last summer first meeting him um you know he's very tall he's very attractive he's very charming he knows exactly what to say to like kind of get you interested. And so for that, like I definitely, you know, fell for him. But with that said, like I have certain standards and certain just like 
you know, ways that I like to be treated that are like pretty normal ways that like girls should be treated and like to be treated. So it's not like I was like blowing anyone's mind here. Like, Hey, text me and like ask me out to dinner. But I think that Carl, and it's exactly what you said, is so used to girls, you know, it's, he's been on a TV show now for three years. And, you know, when he goes out, girls want to meet him. So he already is in control because he knows that these girls are like, know who he is, want to meet him, are down for whatever, just want to like be in his presence. And I was kind of the opposite. Like, I didn't really know him. So, like, I didn't, I just thought, you know, I thought he was, like, another typical guy. So, like, I was going to have the upper hand. And so I think he got a little, not nerve. I mean, yeah, I guess nervous with me when I was, like, very assertive and said, like, these are how I like to be treated. And, like, if you want to, like, take the next step, this is what I expect. And I think he was just very caught off guard and, like, yeah. put in didn't realize like this is what it's like dating like a, an adult or like this is what it's like dating like a woman rather than like a girl who just like wants to hang around you like I could go and hang around whoever I want like it there's I have a certain standard though that I like to keep for myself yeah and I want to chat to you a little bit more about this because you know you are American but you have Italian roots right and yeah I'm obviously not American and I'm very much European. And I feel mm -hmm. like the, the standards that you say that are supposed to be so normal amongst girls yeah. are not really all that normal and common in America. Yeah. And so when I moved to America, I was caught off guard and I was like, shit, guys don't yeah. take you out for dinner. Guys <laughs> yeah. girls at the same time, guys make you split the fucking bill. I'd like, yeah, that's insane. No, like, so talk to me a little bit. I want to know, you know, you said, you said you're a tough cookie when it comes to dating. So I want to, I want to know yeah. some of the rules that all guys must go by. And I'm going to send this episode to all the fuck boys that I know, okay? Because this, yeah, this is how to dominate in the dating world. It's really just like, it's really just having like a common courtesy for the other person. Like, I totally get it if you're like in your early 20s and you're dating around and you don't really care about like this one or that one and whatever, and you treat them however you want. But when it's like, you both equally know that you like each other and you want to, you know, see where it can go, then I feel like that's when it comes in like, okay, let's have some boundaries, let's have some rules. I grew up in a very like small town my parents are both Italian and they grew up, you know, the same way I did with like having a curfew and this is how you treat someone and, you know, all of that stuff. So watching the way my dad treated my mom and like vice versa, I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want. So what and are like five things? What are like five things that guys should do if they want to date a girl like you or a girl like me for, you know, until two birds, one stone. The number one thing that I think is to like be attentive. And if you want to be like in control, I think the sexiest thing for a guy to do is when they're texting that girl to ask them out on a date, like they already have the date planned. Like, so when she says yes, he's like, amazing. We're going here for drinks at seven. And then we're going here at eight o'clock, you know? So like, I yeah. love that. 100%. I love when the pressure is taken off of me and I just have to show up. 
Because then it also, like, the guy thinks he's in control, but really we're just, like, letting him take the lead. Um, So I I think that, like, texting them, being attentive, and – but then in the same breath, it's also, like, giving them their space because you have to, like, kind of play the game a little. So I would say, like, after that first amazing date, you don't text them until, like, maybe two days after or, like, the next day, but, like, at nighttime. Um, Yeah. Because there definitely has to be like some type of chase and like you want to think about that person. Excitement. I call it excitement. I don't want to call it chase because some guys really yeah. take it too far and that's that <laughs> really fucking bugs yeah. me. But, you know, a, a little bit of excitement. And you can't get excited over someone if they're just like bombarding you with every fucking emoji and gif. Right. Yeah. To like, mankind. Yeah. I like, I like a guy who has like, a quiet confidence who like walks in the room doesn't have to be the life of the party but like you know he's there for whatever reason 100 percent. so i love that i'm so glad we're not friends we would 100 percent have the same type and we have the same (laughs) standards (laughs) (laughs) me and you would have beef okay this is what happened but we would have to date like twin brothers or something (laughs) literally which is so funny because um I've recently started dating someone and I've literally, and I don't know if I can say this, but I saw a guy on your Instagram and my guy looks very similar to yours. Oh my God, that's insane. Is he Persian? No, but he's Jewish. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, he's Jewish. So like similar vibes and I'm very much involved in the Persian Jewish community in LA. So, but I'm not Persian. I'm like a super white Jew, but like whatever. So that's I was so funny like, because yeah. living in New York, like all I dated was Jewish guys before no I don't know what it is but like way. I love that yeah. because they love their moms and they know how to treat yeah. a woman that's I why think that's what it is yeah um, did like, you feel I I don't know. This is kind of a taboo question, but I like ask all the fucking taboo questions on this show. Did you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm dated, I'm dating a Jewish guy. Is he not going to take me seriously for marriage? And I'm, am I going to have to convert? Like, is it something that ever became an issue with you? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, so when I first moved to New York, I didn't really know that was a thing because I grew up and went to like Catholic school. I knew like maybe two people that were Jewish and like, it just wasn't really a thing. So when I moved to New York and I started dating all these guys who were Jewish, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'm Catholic. And it wasn't until I was dating someone and they were like, look, I could never bring you home to my mom. And I was just like, wait, what? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you know, you're not Jewish and you would have to convert. And so I always talked to my mom about it and I was like look like chances are that I'll probably date and want to marry someone who's Jewish like and if I had to convert you know how would you feel about that because I would be fine with it and my mom was always very open and was like if he's the right person for you and like you were okay with converting then like I see nothing wrong with it so I always when I dated people who were Jewish and I knew it was a very big thing for them that's so sweet of you it's so sweet of you because i feel like some people would just get very defensive and would just be like no one tells me what to do and i think it's so sweet you know i feel like you're a bit of a romantic and maybe that's why you expect so much from a guy you expect the best yeah and it was definitely like when i would get to that point where we would have that conversation you know and some guys were like i don't care at all but like my mom will care so like technically you'd have to convert but like we could still have a christmas tree So I dated some guys like that. And then I dated other guys who were like, this would never work. And this is just for fun. And I'd be like, okay. So I definitely had a mix 
of that. My boyfriend is Persian, but he's not Jewish. So. He's so cute, by the way. <laughs> He's adorable. In Summer House, towards the end, did you feel, and please be very honest with this, because I feel that way, um, did you feel that Carl kind of used Kirsten to make you jealous? Because the whole process of him, like, dating her and asking her out seemed just a little fake to me. Um, so I met Kirsten for the first time when she'd come to the house for the weekend, and I'm never one of those girls that would ever blame the girl. Yeah. Because... I knew right when I met her, she had no idea that him and I had like had this whole thing happen all summer. And she was so lovely and so nice. She ended up even like coming to my birthday party like months later. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew that like it wasn't her and there was like a pretty like big part of me that was like, okay, he just wants to show that if I didn't want him, like he could go out and get another girlfriend in like two weeks, which I already knew he could do that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, my, I, I would be lying if I said my feelings weren't a little hurt at that point. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. So you just wanted a girlfriend. You didn't care who it was. Yeah. And it made me think like, you didn't really actually like me for me. You just wanted like this kind of like chase and then to be like, okay, like I got her. That is like the number one reason why I didn't sleep with him. Yeah. Because I was always worried, like, we would sleep together, and he would get what he wanted, and then he would just be gone anyway. So yeah. I kind of, like, proved myself right without even having to give it up. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I know that we would be worst enemies based off of our similar taste in guys, but when I hear... <laughs> When I hear your responses to my questions, I'm like, this girl would actually be my really good friend because I can hear myself speak at this point. It's like, oh, actually funny. I love that. Yeah, that like good. I'm literally the same. But I also <laughs> feel like, you know, when it comes to sex and sleeping with a guy or whatever, when a, you feel that way and you have these rules and boundaries when you know that a guy can't really be trusted. But I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not a matter of like, having those rules to be a tease. I know you've been called a tease and I've been called a yeah. tease before in my life. And it's, you're mm -hmm. not a fucking tease. It's just like, if you really trusted a guy and you had emotional trust, those rules yeah. would kind of be irrelevant. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And like, and like, look, I love dating like the bad boy. And oh, like, same. I love that same. whole like cat and mouse thing. So like, I get that. Um, but, you know, as I get older, it's like I want something more real. Like, I don't want to always be dating the bad boy who I don't know if he's going to text me back. And the other thing is, like, I didn't just, like, wake up one day and was like, I deserve the best guy and I deserve him to, like, court me and all this stuff. Like, I've dated some really shitty people. So, like, this all Same. happened through, like, trial and error. Yeah. Um, and like realizing the way I wanted to be treated and realizing like things I just like won't put up for. And like, I'm about to turn 27. So it's yeah. like, I, I don't want to be dating the same guys that I was dating when I was 24 because that page like didn't know anything. Yeah. And so it's kind of just like learning and growing up and like, this is how I am now. And like, I'm sure I'll only get like even stricter as I get older. It's not out of entitlement because you th feel you deserve the best. It's out of like, I've been hurt before and I know what works for me. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I like, I, and I definitely like people are like, oh, you're so prude and you won't do this and blah, blah, blah. And like, I've totally dated guys and slept with them way too soon and like saw how that played out. So it's kind of like, why would I do the same thing expecting different results? 
quick little challenge here for you. What was going okay. through your head? Because the way they edited it, and I know the edit, you know, plays a huge part in everything that we see on, on TV. Um, yeah. When you walked into his room and your little cute PJs asking him for a charger, little cheeky, yeah. but it was a little edited. Okay. So I want to yeah. know what was the real situation behind that? So that night we had all been out and I think it looks like I was like in my bed for hours, but I, we had all been out together and it was him and I were the only ones up and I really didn't have a cell phone charger and I texted him and I knew he was awake and said, Hey, do you have a cell phone charger? But I had already like changed for bed and just like went up and got his charger and then like went downstairs like it wasn't as big of a thing as like it looked yeah. but like I totally see how it looked like oh I was like kind of teasing him but I really did just need like a cell phone charger <laughs> at that point he was like already with Kirsten anyway so it wasn't even like it wasn't even a thing it wasn't an option you were just like whatever yeah. I just need my fucking phone charger yeah um, like my phone is gonna die and like I need it I want to chat about your predate ritual. You know, it involves teeth whitening, a sheet mask. Um, I died for this. This was the best thing I've seen on TV besides um, <laughs> Lindsay's dance move with the arm. Those are my two favorite things that I've seen on Summer House. I, I, explain it to the people of the podcast, the audience of the podcast, because to personally, I shave my legs, you know? I yeah. do a little eyebrow plucking. <laughs> like, what is the thought process behind the sheet mask and the teeth whitening? <laughs> So different first dates get different, like, treatment before. So I really liked the guy that I was going out on a date with, and I just wanted to feel and look my best. So, like, I'll either do, like, a face mask or do, like, the under eye, like, puffy things. Mm -hmm. I needed to whiten my teeth. I like to like fully shave everything, like lotion my entire body. I just like to feel and look the best I can because I feel like then I will have a better date if I feel good about myself. Yeah. Um, and like having good skin, then your makeup looks better. Then you just like feel prettier and then you like are more apt to have more fun. Yeah. So. I feel like if you're, I feel the same way when I go on a date, I don't give a fuck if I'm not wearing makeup or if my hair's a little messy, as long as I know that my nails are clean, my teeth are clean, my skin is smooth. Like that's 80% yeah. of the battle right there. Like yeah. people like don't I realize. My outfit, if I hate my outfit, it like ruins my whole day. <laughs> Like I like to have a good outfit and like feel the best because then I'm not worrying about all of that stuff and I can like really focus on the date and like whatever we're talking about and it's just easier to let loose and like have fun. A hundred percent agree on that. And then if you get fucked up and end up being a, a stupid asshole, at least you look amazing and nothing can change that. <laughs> Because you know exactly. what, if, if you don't do skincare and then you go on a date, you plaster your face with makeup and you get wasted, your makeup will be running down your face. And then you look like the yeah, walking dead slash the Grinch slash Quasimodo slash all of the things. And then it's just not a good thing. And then you look like an asshole. I have so many thoughts and so many feel feelings about dating in America because let me tell you, I was very, very unimpressed. People have heard me moan and talk about it on this podcast for years. It's been a struggle. Okay, yeah. so many things bug me about dating in America. How do you feel about the Netflix and chill on a first date? Like, how would you respond to that? Personally, I'd be like, fuck you, but I want to know your thoughts. Um, Netflix and chill on a first date, absolutely not. Like, I 
first of all, would be uncomfortable if I was going out on a first date and it was at that person's apartment because like one, they could be a serial killer. Like they could kill, like kill me and throw me in the closet. No one would ever find me. Or two, like, it's just a very passive way to be like, okay, I just want to sleep with you. So that's why, like, I'm inviting you to my apartment. It's going to be way easier to be like, let's lay on the couch. Let's, like, cuddle. So a Netflix and chill first date is, like, a huge red flag. And I've never done that on a first date. It's a lack of thought. It's a lack of thought and effort. And I want someone to show me that they've, like, thought about the date. Right. Like it takes nothing to make a reservation and you can even like do it at your favorite restaurant. That's like around the corner from your apartment, at least like take me out first and like buy me a drink, buy me dinner. And like, I'm not one of those girls that's like, Oh my God, you need to take me out to like a really expensive dinner. Like we do not have to at all. Like we could go out for drinks first yeah, or like, Honestly, we could like go to like a pizzeria that's like nice and like sit down and eat pizza and drink wine. That's like an amazing first date. So it's not about the date. It's just about like putting in some type of thought. And so if a guy was like, oh, I want to see you tonight. How do you feel about Netflix and chill? Um, How would you respond to that? How do you address the situation? Um. The only way I would say yes is if it's like a fourth or fifth date. Um, I w- the way to get out of that, I would be like, yeah, I definitely want to hang out too. Um, there's like a cute restaurant I've been dying to go to. Like we should go. And if he's like against that idea, then like I know already that like I'm not even going to get along with this person because we don't have like the same ideals when it comes to like dates. So you're very much dating to like find a boyfriend when you are dating, which you are not right now, but you don't don't just date to fuck around. I don't, I've never dated just like, have I gone out on dates and like known, like I'm probably never going to date this person totally. But I think of dating as like kind of an interview process. Like you sit down, you tell them all about you. um, They tell you about them. And then you kind of like gather information until you decide like, yeah, this one's not for me. So I'd rather like not waste my time, especially like in my later 20s. But I mean, dating can be really fun too. Like I do, I did love like when I would go out on multiple dates a week. Um, But then it's like anything else. It gets exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, And it gets really old. Okay. So I want to ask you about, um, not necessarily splitting the bill because obviously you're not down I'm not down I'd rather pay for the full fucking bill than split if I'm honest I think splitting is the most horrible thing ever which a lot of Americans think is like completely fine I do not um no but like how do you feel about like a guy look like checking the bill and like reading the bill when he takes you out like all these little awkward things like I want to I want to understand yeah yeah dreadful it's just not like polite. Like I think guys forget that there's like manners and I totally get, we live in like a world now where it's like women and like equality and I'm all for that. And like, I don't need a man to like buy my dinner. I can certainly like pay for my own dinner. But like when you're courting someone, it's just like being polite. Like the guy puts their card down on a first date. Do I do like the awkward like reach for my bag thing. Yes. Because like, I'm also being polite, but on a first date, like he needs to pay for the bill. And if he wants to split it, that's an insane move. The only time I've ever like 
split something is if it's on like a fourth or fifth date and like maybe we go to the movies and then we go to dinner like I will totally offer and like pick up like the snacks for like the movie or like the movie ticket you're not or, just like, expecting you're not just expecting you also right. want to give and it's like a lovely thought but like at the same time I'm all for equality as well I think you know I'm not going to yeah. get political on this podcast these motherfuckers are not going to be pushing a baby out of their vagina so equality great but no I've spent probably on all my makeup products like over $500 to get ready for this date like with my makeup my shoes are probably more expensive than yours like entire so outfit, I've done a lot entire outfit. Yeah. but that's what I like, mean I've I done a lot to, to get ready but yeah. that's what I mean I never I've never actually talked about this but you've said it so beautifully that now it will add on to what you just said um guys don't realize like they always say girls always expect to be paid for like when you know we go out and we look date ready i get my legs waxed that's a lot of money right. i get my eyebrows threaded that's a lot of money if you have facial hair you know you got to get that out of your yep, face gotta get laser, yep. gotta get that expect, out of face. i feel like girls expect for you to pay for this for the first date just as much as the guy expects for us to sleep with him you know if if you're not gonna sleep with him at least like yeah. make him proud to be in your company and i'm not saying like you have to be someone you're not but like the makeup that we use the hair products that we use like come on like my conditioner yeah. is 40 fucking dollars that's <laughs> yeah. in itself i mean yeah i get a, a bunch of uses out of it but in itself is the price of my fucking dinner so let's not even start yeah. talking about my body moisturizer my makeup my skincare hello we've spoken yeah. about this my hair products me getting my highlights done which you don't like to, our nails and like done. most of these guys in new york work in finance so it's like you can pay for my like 30 dollar dinner that like comes out to like a hundred dollars with drinks like i think you've got it like <laughs> you yeah. can cover the bill for the especially our first date and if you can't cover it, go to like a more moderately priced restaurant, but at least yeah. show some chivalry. I don't know. It really fucking yeah. bugs me in America. And I, I've, I've been in really awkward situations in the US and I just feel like Europeans would never do this. But at the same time, yeah. American bros are so fucking cute. And oh my gosh, it's really, yeah. really annoying. It's like, it's actually the same. Like, I also love, um, you know, I don't expect it, but like when I used to live at home in like a small town, you know, every date I would go on, the guy would come and pick me up and like ring the doorbell. And so like, and you don't get that in New York because it's like sheer convenience of like where your apartments are. So like, I think it's very polite when a guy offers to like, oh, I'll get you an Uber to like meet me at the re restaurant. Like, I love stuff like that. And then like, when you get home, you know, like, oh, just checking to make sure you made it home safe. It's like small things like that go a very long way, especially with like the right girl who's looking for looking for that type of thing. Oh, and those like, are like, yeah, you can win someone over with these little gestures. Yeah. And guys are stupid. Like a week of doing those small gestures, most likely she's going to sleep with you sooner than she expected to. One so you're kind of just like helping yourself. Literally. They're, they're not very strategic about this. They were really providing no. value on this episode because the lack of strategy <laughs> of guys in the US baffles me. Okay. It yeah. really bugs me. I'm so glad that finally I'm kind of dating someone. I mean, I am dating someone, but whatever. You speak openly about your boyfriend. Can you say how you met? him can you not say those things i yes. love your outfit posts together i watch them he's so <laughs> stylish which is like is there a box that he does not tick i would like to know yeah, i know 
he um he really is amazing so i met him actually two years ago and we you know kind of dated a little in the beginning and i was very young and just like not looking it was very casual and we were in the same friend circle so we always saw each other and then he kind of didn't really want a relationship. I didn't either. So we just stayed very good friends. And then um, it wasn't until like, I don't even know, like March or April that I was like looking at him very differently, but like would not say anything and was like very nervous because I didn't want to ruin our friendship. I didn't want me to say something and him be like, I just like don't feel that way about you whatsoever. Yeah. So I told his best friend first, I was like, I think like I'm feeling like these feelings for Perry and like, I don't know what to do. And he said something to him and like, lo and behold, he had the same feelings for me. So we just, we started dating and it's such a different type of relationship that I've ever been in because before we started dating, I knew everything about him. Like we would spend all the time together, like go out to lunch with his mom. And like, I already knew his family. So it's like, we almost dated backwards. It was like, we knew everything about each other. Now we had to like start the romance part where like usually it's the opposite. You can have Um, your cake and eat it basically. How annoying, how annoying. I know. And just, I've never been treated excuse me I've never been treated by a guy the way he treats me so it's like a whole new world for me too well he got Um, the page manual before he even got started yeah so you know yep he's like talk about like planning things he plans like all of our dates even that we've been dating for four months now and like he still will text me and be like hey like let's go out to dinner tonight like I want to go here and like then let's get drinks so like he still like takes me on dates and yeah it's really fun and he's just he really is the best funny enough when I met Carl in person because first of all I had him on the podcast and I met him at Sheena's birthday yeah Um, he I can't remember what happened. He posted a, a, a photo by an LA wall that said Paige or something called. called yes. Can't yes. What that was. I, I saw that. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. I, I died for this. I was like, what the fuck happened with Paige? And he was like, well, she's currently with this guy in Miami. And I think this guy that you were with is your boyfriend now. Yes. That was like, um, so like a week after he had asked me to be his girlfriend, he planned like a weekend. He was actually supposed to go to a bachelor party in Miami from Wednesday to Friday and then go to Columbia from Friday to Sunday. And we had just started dating and I was like, yeah, like go like have so much fun. And he got to Miami and he said, I'm going to skip the weekend part of the bachelor party. And I've like booked you a flight to come down to Miami on Friday. Like, I want to spend the weekend with you and not go to the second part of the bachelor party. So fucking so, I went down, so adorable. So I went down, we spent the weekend together and that was like our first, you know, couple trip. And like the first time we really got to enjoy like us dating and it was so much fun. And actually Perry and Carl are like, they love each other. That's My crazy. Actually, oh, I, I was going to yeah. ask you about this because when I saw your stories, um, I kind of yeah. saw a guy in the background and I thought you were in LA and I thought the guy would be Carl. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Paige at Sheena's birthday. Um, and you yeah. weren't there. So I was like, whoops, yeah. so she's with someone else. And then Carl said this. Yeah. So 
how did um, your boyfriend react to the season and watching what kind of went down with Carl and all of that drama? I mean, everything that went that happened with Carl, like Perry and I were just friends. So like he would have no, you know, feelings toward it or like he would never have animosity for like anything that happened prior to like me dating him. Right. And Perry, um, you know, I introduced Perry to everyone who's on the show and everyone like really took him in and really loved him. Great. And my boyfriend actually owns a couple of like Italian restaurants in the city and Carl orders from them all the time <laughs> and like texted him and was like, I love your pizza. Like, it's so good. Um, and so whenever we do things like all as a group and Perry comes, he like seemingly fits in with everyone and like gets along and Carl and Kyle are always talking to Perry. Um, Kyle and Amanda have gone out to dinner with Perry and I, and like, we just have a great time. So he really fits in and it's like, there's no awkwardness at all, which is kind of hard to believe. Cause like, here's this guy I was like hooking up with and like living with, but you know, Perry is like a very cool, confident person without being like Douchey. super loud and obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. And he's older, he's 36. So he, you know, he's been around the block. He totally gets that there's going to be people you have to hang out with that you've like hooked up with before but, like that. It means nothing. So he's very understanding and like everyone really does love him. I loved it. I I feel like I'm really getting yeah. like front page news here because <laughs> yeah. I've actually Googled like Paige's new boyfriend and I haven't really seen anything. So I really feel like yeah. I'm providing prime content at this point. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And so um, quick question about the Vanderpump Rules cast because you had an episode with mm-hmm. them. How, yeah. Had you met them before taping with them? How was it? Was it like awkward? Did it feel like a little forced, you know, to be brought together with this cast because they were originally promoted um, Summer House? How, right. how, did, how did that feel for you when you met them? I had never met them before. Um, I knew that like Kyle and Amanda were good friends with Stassi. Um, just through like the show and then like they seeing each other whenever they would come to New York and I knew that they really liked them. I was very starstruck honest to be totally honest because I <laughs> yeah. you know I'd only known them like watching them on TV and I was like nervous for you know what they were like and I cannot say enough nice things like Katie and Sassy were so real and normal mm-hmm. and <laughs> it really was such a fun weekend. I Who was your favorite? And then, um, Who my did favorite you... was definitely Stassi. She's fucking hilarious. And she has great fashion too. I knew you she... guys would get on. Before we wrap this up. Yeah. You're not at Betches anymore. No. I heard. So mm-hmm. obviously I love the fashion posts. I love the Instagram content. I love the front page news, which I wish you did more of. Um, I know, I know. I've been so lazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Like I, I love all the content. So what do you kind of want to do with your life? Where do you see your career going? Are you just kind of taking on the whole reality TV thing full time? Um, what, what do you think is like up next for you? Um, so I love Summer House. And honestly, I would have none of the following that I do if it wasn't for Summer House. But I don't, I definitely don't see myself being like a reality TV star. I don't even see myself like being one right now. Um, I've always loved entertainment news reporting. My dream job has always been to be on like E! News or like Access Hollywood, something like that. Um, I love that. So I would definitely want to do something like that. And I love 
fashion. I never like thought of myself as a fashion blogger, but it kind of just like fell into my lap. Um, I'd love to have like a fashion line that everything was under a hundred dollars and it was like all this stuff, like the cool girl needed in her wardrobe without like spending tons of money. Right. So I think like overall, um, like end goal would to be become like to have a fashion line, to be a host and to kind of just like see where that all takes me. And I feel Um, like people have this like negative connotation about fashion bloggers, but, and I know you don't like want to say it, but what you're doing, which I really appreciate with your content is that you're not just being like, Hey, this is me by what I wore. You're like, Hey, I found this look and I, this celebrity look, and I found you this look for a very, affordable price and I feel like that's kind of not that common in fashion bloggers nowadays yeah I always like look I love fashion bloggers and I follow a ton of them and I love looking at like things they put together I always just had this feeling that like when I looked at fashion bloggers I would like feel bad about myself because I was like oh well like I can't afford that or like I can't like look like that in that outfit So whenever people came to my page, I always wanted them to feel like, oh, I could get that. And like, I could wear that. I always wanted it to be like the girl next door type of thing. Like you felt like you were going to an Instagram page of like a girl you went to high school with. And it was like very relatable, very real. Um, That's why like when I do front page news, like it really is like my opinions on things. I'm not trying to be like an expert or like tell you, you like have to buy this or like, make my Instagram look like something people would like want to envy like oh she's like going and doing like this cool stuff and like she thinks she's so great like I would never want that so like I always kept it very real and like I got this at Forever 21 and like this Miley Cyrus story is crazy so like I've just always wanted to be who I really am and have it come across on Instagram and I know everyone has like an Instagram persona and that's like not who they are in real life but I yeah. try and really make it like that's who I am in real life. Watch all the looks uh what is it no outfit deets and then the looks yeah. for less. what is it? Yep. Yeah, Ugh. like the celebrity recreations and all that. Yeah. You know what I sound like such a fangirl at this point? It's really embarrassing no, considering not I at all. just about every celebrity in Hollywood and look at me. I'm like <laughs> stalking your Instagram. No, thank you so much. I love that. It really like it makes me feel good that I'm not just like putting these pictures out for like my mom to look at and like comment. <laughs> like, people are actually liking it. I'm looking yeah. and I'm buying. So, it, you know, you're thank doing something you. right. And I'm a very, very tough critic, as we all know. Thank you. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you um, on social media, online, everywhere? Um, my Instagram is page, P-A-I-G-E underscore DeSorbo, D-E-S-O-R-B-O. Um, Summer House is not airing right now, but it's on demand on Bravo. And I just have an Instagram, my Twitter, I never really go on it, but it's at page DeSorbo. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was such a fun interview. Thank you so much for having me. You ever hear something and know the world will never be the same? Houston, we have liftoff. Well, wait until you hear this one. Half price coffee. That's right. Get into McDonald's weekdays before 1030 a.m. for any size premium roast coffee or iced coffee. Both made with 100% Arabica beans, both half the price. Good is brewing. And that's the sound of your morning changing. 
Limited time only. May not be combined with any offer or combo meal at participating McDonald's.